We're going to talk about all the bear spray attacks in Winnipeg. We're going to, in a second here, bring in Jerry the Medic, a.k.a. Jerry Desjardins. One listener on uh, text here at 204-780-6868 says, Hey, Hal, check out the internet. Bear spray is much worse than pepper spray. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, I will do some research on that because, of course, uh, before the news at 1030 with Jeff, we were talking about pepper spray because years ago, Clay Young, a young TV reporter, was sprayed in the face on purpose by the Mounties with pepper spray. Fire away. I'm the assailant. Okay, boy, that, that, that stings intensely. Don't mess with the law, folks. I'll tell you, Clay, he's, he's willing to, he will do anything for a story. Uh, Jerry the Medic, Jerry Desjardins, come on in here. Good morning. Good morning, Hal. You know, you uh, texted me this morning and said, hey, listen, you know, there are some things to keep in mind if you're sprayed with pepper uh, bear spray, uh, and so many people are at the very least being exposed to it these days. On Sunday alone, we had a couple of uh, suspects out there, police are still looking for them, that attacked uh, people in four separate incidents with bear spray. So um, obviously there, water was very quickly applied to Clay's eyes. That was pepper spray. Same routine with bear spray, get water? Uh, it is, but the problem with water is it's not pH balanced for the eyes. So the product that's in bear spray, which is the main ingredient, is uh, red pepper oil and then they have some other products in there, is it's an intense solution in that canister because it's made to upset a bear and, and have them go away, right? Um, so if you breathe the product in, if you're near the product when it's been sprayed, or if it gets into your eyes uh, and face area in that, it's a major irritant. It's uh, going to immediately start burning your eyes, it's going to inflame your nose area, your mucous membranes. It could in, uh, inflame your lung area as well, too. So you could have troubles breathing. And, of course, you, know, you almost want to rip your eyes out of the socket, which you can't. Um, but ideally, if you have an eye wash bottle, eye wash station. Now, some eye wash stations that hook up to regular plumbing, that's just like city water or rural water. But if you have the mounted cases on that's full of the eye wash solution that would be fabulous if you have these little portable bottles and they make them in a one-time use bottle or they do make it in a refillable bottle that you can uh, replenish it with a four liter jug you have to constantly irritate it it's going to have to be for many many minutes until the burning sensation has gone away some people will have troubles breathing you can't really help them with that uh, if they're asthmatic they can go into an asthma attack so of course EMS is going to have to be called because somebody's going to have to be put on uh, oxygen. So it's a really bad product. It's unfortunate this is happening uh, out in the public now. Uh, you have to work uh, fast and you have to irrigate that as much as you can to get it uh, off the person. Well, I'm going to try and get to some audio here from Sel Burroughs, uh, an activist in the Point Douglas area. He was on the start this morning talking about this, and he said, you know, actually, probably a better product when dealing with bears, and you tell me you're outdoors doing uh, search and rescue all the time, Jerry, but he was saying that a bear banger is probably more effective when dealing with bears because you have to be very close to a bear to actually spray it in the face with bear spray. Right, and I heard him this morning, and I own the Bear Bangers as well, too. And it's a device that attaches uh, to the end of a uh, launching little pen, and it makes a bang almost like a shotgun shell going off. So 
that's usually enough to scare the bear away. Uh, the problem with the bear spray is you might be all amped up and excited, and hopefully your aim is good. But if it isn't, then he's still going to be lunging, you know, forward towards you. Mm-hmm. How debilitating it is is it to get a shot of bear spray in the face? I mean, you heard the audio from the video there of Clay when dealing with pepper spray. I mean, this this will knock any size uh, human being to the ground for at least several minutes, eh? It will. You'll probably be on your knees. If you're not on your knees, you're going to be screaming and yelling. You could run into a wall. Um, hopefully it doesn't happen outside that you'll run into traffic or something like that. But, uh, you know, like if you just had a little water bottle, a 250 ml bottle, and you started putting on, that's good, but that's going to run out so quickly. Um, so, uh, you know, step one would be let's get some eye wash product in there so it's not burning the eyes as well, too, because regular water, like I said, is not pH bound. So that's going to uh, be burning a little bit as well, too. But constant irrigation and flushing. It would be no different than getting battery acid in your eye. We promote constant irrigating and flushing for 10 to 15 minutes with that to flush the product out so you can see properly again. As I said, you do a lot of uh, search and rescue uh, outdoors as a as a medic, and, and you mentioned that you've got the bear banger. Um, I'm curious to know, uh, now that this product, pepper beer, bear spray, is being used so much uh, by bad people on the streets of Winnipeg. Um, it, it, there is supposed to be, and I'm going to get to it in a second, some rules in place to prevent people from buying it for anything other than protecting themselves against bears. But do you think now with what's going on, this is a product that we need to pull from store shelves or uh, beef up the uh, you know, the things you, the hoops you have to jump through to get it based on what we're seeing? Well, I believe so. In the past, you could only purchase it from a sporting goods store because who was buying it? It was hunters that were buying it and outdoors people and backcountry people and and backcountry guides and stuff like that. And then it started showing up in other different places as well, too. But like that gentleman that you had on, they had on this morning on the show is it's at some corner stores. Are they playing by the rules? Do they have the pesticide license to actually sell the product? Probably not. And so... I mean, you know, can you buy it off of eBay and Amazon as well, too? That's a question. Sure you can, right? yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so then the bad guys are going to get it however they want to. So, sure, regulations are fabulous, but if you can get it in your hands and you're going to use it, well, you can see right now that they are using it. So, Jerry, thanks a lot for sending me the text this morning. You listen to CJOB. Uh, you say, hey, I've got some, uh, you know, expert thoughts on this, and I appreciate you reaching out to me. You bet. Thanks, Al. Jerry, the medic, Jerry Desjardins, joining us here this morning. Uh, If you've been exposed to bear spray or sprayed right in the face with it, what do you do? There you go. Some advice from a guy who knows. And uh, we mentioned Cell Burroughs a couple of times because Cell was on the start this morning talking about this. Let me get to this audio, and if you want, we'll open up the phones here in about five minutes if you want to weigh in on the bear spray talk here this morning. But here is Point Douglas uh, advocate activists sell burrows on the bear spray and there are regulations in place bear spray is considered a pesticide under the federal act and uh, nobody can sell it unless they have a pesticide sales license which costs a hundred dollars and each unit like if canadian tires selling at each store has to have a license they have to have a person who's trained in it and all staff must be aware and anybody buying it must be read in front of the sales clerk the rules on use of it and sign that they understand this. 
Now, it wasn't nearly as tough as I wanted it to be, but, uh, you know, I, I would say to Kelvin that, uh, you know, as much as we need, maybe need changes to the criminal code, uh, there's some stuff in our provincial government that we can do. Uh, you know, I didn't have much time, so I talked to a couple of inner city activist types and and they were all quite surprised. They say they've seen it being sold in corner stores and there's places that sell machetes and places like that that are selling it. And I'm sure they don't have a license. So number one, I'm into prevention. Uh, for the four people who got sprayed, it's horrible stuff. It is really miserable to get sprayed with bear spray. So the number one thing we should be doing is using whatever tool we can to limit the sale, keep that in stuff out of the hands of the, unfortunately, mostly kids that end up uh, causing damage. Sil Burroughs there, and of course the Kelvin he was referring to was Manitoba Justice Minister Kelvin Gertzen. And uh, as Sal said, and as we just heard from Jerry Desjardins, Jerry the medic, to get sprayed with bear spray in the face is horrible. Well, first of all, your eyes just go absolutely uh bright red and tearful and hurt, 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 hurt. If it, you get it in your mouth or your nose, uh, it Im- impacts on your breathing. Uh, it's just an overall um, miserable, miserable feeling. Now, you still have to get fairly close to a person or to a bear. When we did our research back in 2007, all of the uh, outdoor stores people said, you know, we sell this stuff to outdoors people, but we really recommend bear bangers. It's way more effective uh, that the bear has to get pretty close to you before you spray them. So, uh, but for a human being, it's a very miserable experience. Sil Burroughs, one of the people responsible for putting these uh, regulations in place, these hoops that people have to jump through to get bear spray, but as you heard there, uh, not everybody is following these rules. I'll, I'll just say this, too. Um, you know, when we start seeing this sort of thing, we then see it right across the country, right? Because bad guys everywhere start sharing or they hear of this information. Hey, they're using bear spray. And, and I don't know, I'm just guessing on this, but as we get more into this issue, uh, we'll find out. But I would suggest that maybe if they use bear spray in attacking somebody and maybe robbing somebody, that maybe bear spray, the use of bear spray on somebody doesn't come with the same charge that say a knife or a gun would. Maybe if they do get caught with bear spray, um, they may not uh, face as severe of charge uh, compared to say if they were to rob somebody and assault somebody, attack somebody with a knife or a gun. I don't know, but as we get into this a little more, we'll find out about that. And I was going to talk more about the need for bail changes, changes to the bail system. Um, we're getting a little tight for time, so I'll tell you what I'll do. Uh, and I know whenever we talk about uh, offenders getting busted and then back out on the street really quickly again, we hear about there are no consequences to committing a crime. Bail is granted too easily, too quickly. But let's begin here, our two, with Canadian R&B singer Julie Black. She hopes her one-word change to O Canada at Sunday's NBA All-Star Game leads to lasting revision, a lasting revision of the lyrics. The Juno Award-winning artist performed our national anthem at the All-Star Game in the NBA in Salt Lake City. Take a listen. Oh, can. 
Canada. Our home on a native land. Our home on native land. She took the lyrics for a test run on morning television last week and found the feedback was, in her words, very spiritual. I stand behind that this word, this one word, our versus on, will significantly give honor and support and recognition the Indigenous community. That is Canadian singer Julie Black. People are talking about this. Let's talk about it now with Michael Redhead Champagne, Indigenous rights advocate and speaker. Michael, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank, thank you for coming on. You're the perfect. Listen, um, my producer Tyson said to me, how about when I was looking for somebody to talk about this, because I think it's an important conversation. He said, how about Michael Redhead Champagne? I said, get him. Perfect person. So what do you think of this change of one word on instead of our? Personally, I have a biased opinion here as somebody who is Indigenous. Um, I think that it was a very powerful and meaningful change. And I think also there have, I think it's important for people to think about how uh, lyrics, identities, and, and words evolve and change over time. And so as recently as 2018, there have been petitions and, adjustment, and adjustments to the Canadian National Anthem to make sure that the national anthem is representative of the values of Canada. And I would also say that I think as important as it is to do the kind of 2018 process of, you know, getting things into Parliament and moving things along, what Julie Black just did right here helped us, I think, move the conversation much farther, much faster. And I want to just express my gratitude for her, because I think we do need to take every opportunity to try to amplify the voices of folks who aren't being listened to. And to me, that was her uh, amplifying perspectives of Indigenous leaders. Michael, I agree. I'm glad you like it because I like it. It's a little thing, but man, it's a big thing, isn't it? It is. It's a small thing that has the potential to make, I think, a large amount of difference. Um, I know that when I was younger, I actually thought that those were the words to O Canada before I learned that it's supposed to be our home and native land. I always thought it was our home on native land. And so I think that from my perspective, this is a, a, a you know, like you just said, it's a small lyric that has the potential to continue having com- really meaningful conversations about Canada and the land that we have here in Canada. And maybe what is our relationship to the land and what is our responsibility to it? Because, Canada and the natural resources and the land provide a home for everyone, provide uh, tools, resources, food, water for all of us to drink. And I think we can agree that every single one of us in Canada has benefited from the land and the land's sacrifice. And this small lyric change, I think, behooves us and asks all of us to think about what we can do in the spirit of reciprocity to care for the land, as well as Indigenous peoples who are the caretakers of the land as well. So I think it's a very powerful thing. And I'm grateful to Julie Black for taking the opportunity that she did to create this conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, um, reconciliate, boy, there's a lot of, we've, we've made some, things have improved, 
But reconciliation, in my mind, is about conversations like what we're having now, and I'm starting to get some text messages and emails from people that don't like this. Maybe they're traditional. I'll read them in a second. Maybe they're traditionalists about the, the anthem. and But I think, for me anyhow, and you tell me, Michael, but reconciliation is about big stuff, right? Really important things that have taken a lot of time and we've got a lot more work to do. But I think reconciliation is also about small gestures like this. Yes, and I think that what Julie is showing all of us is that she is taking the steps that she has available to her in her sphere of influence to try to move this conversation forward. And I think that's the example that all of us should be looking to. Each of us have a sphere of influence. We can all affect, even if it feels small, we can all affect a small amount of change in our circle and in our in our spheres of influence. And I think that folks should do that. And if we have the opportunity to apply a bit of uh, pressure or raise the voices of people who maybe aren't listened to as much as we feel they should be, then I think that's the work that all of us have to do as Canadians. And when it comes to reconciliation, I think reconciliation is a lot about listening. And you can't just listen without changing your behavior. And so I think really this conversation around the anthem gives us an opportunity to reflect about what do we want Canada to be and what do we want our relationship as human beings with the land that takes such good care of us? What do we want our relationship and reciprocity to that land to be as well? Michael, I appreciate your help with this. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Michael. Thank you. Thank you, Hal. You take care. All right, you as well. Michael Redhead Champagne, Indigenous rights advocate and speaker. I like it. Uh, one, It's amazing, really, when you think about it, how the changing of one word in the anthem. And listen, this is our national anthem. So for me, I'm going to sing it this way now. And I think some of the changes that have been made ahead of this are good ones. And I know on the start this morning they were talking about... Uh, you know how uh, some books are getting the editing treatment because, listen, things change. We're in 2023. Let me just share a couple more uh, clips here of Julie Black changing the word. Uh, and somebody pointed out, and I think you're right, uh, I did uh, sort of misspoke, uh, misspeak again. Um, she changed the word and to on. And uh, Patrick says, who who clarified that, and I appreciate that, Patrick says, uh, he thinks it's a great move. Again, here's Julie Black. She says it just felt right. That one word for me felt right because it's facts. And I wanted to lead with love and lead with facts. And why? Why did she do it? I decided to ask friends who are Indigenous how they felt about me doing the album. And just get that feedback and none of them mentioned saying the word on but i just took how they felt about it and that one word for me felt right 